Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. It's time for the word. I'm so excited about this message uh, that I have to share with you today on Pentecost Sunday. I'm so excited. Um, I forgot to wear uh, my white and so uh, that we can celebrate the purity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But uh, uh, Hezekiah Walker said, won't he make you clean? Won't he make you clean inside? We're going to go ahead and we're going to go into the word. Go ahead and lift your Bibles, uh, your iPads, your tablets, whatever you got. Um, and if you haven't downloaded the Bible, I mean, the, the app, our app, uh, download the app. And uh, the notes are already there for you so that you can stay connected. And you already know um, the message and you know the notes and all this stuff. They're already available for you right there. Let's go ahead and let's make our confession together everywhere, wherever you are, every living room. Lift up the paw of your cat and let's say our confession together. Ready? Let's go. This is God's word for my life. I read it, receive it, understand it, and love it. I'm so glad I have what I need to grow. Acts the second chapter and verse one. Acts the second chapter and verse one. Um, I really um, was praying about a particular message that I felt would uh, really wrap up our series on Hello World, and it just happened to end on Pentecost Sunday. But I believe that this message is um, going to be a, a pack impact us in a way that's going to really make sure uh, that we leave this series better than what we came into it, and leave the season uh, better than what we came into it. Acts the second chapter and verse one says, "When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place." If I was near you, I would say, say one place and one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled, say filled, it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And it says, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one, each one of them. Uh, every last one of them received something. Verse 4 says, and they were all filled. If you are near you again, I say, say all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. One version says Holy Ghost. I say Holy Ghost. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to talk today and I want to conclude this entire Hello World series that we've been on for the last eight weeks. I want to, I want to entitle this message uh, with a topic called Feel Me. Feel me. Will you just look at yourself, not anybody? If you're by yourself, it's a perfect opportunity for you to talk to yourself and answer yourself and say, feel me. When we look at this uh, particular uh, scripture and we look at this book of Acts, uh, the very book is synonymous with what it is that God is calling for us to do, uh, to be in action, uh, to be in movement, uh, to not just be still, not just to be stationary, uh, but to be in movement, to be going somewhere. And when uh, Luke wrote this and he was recording this, uh, it was to give an account of all the different things and the works that were not just done through Jesus, but the works that were done through the apostles, the acts of the apostles or the acts of, of the early church and what had happened and what was going through, what was going on in that time. 
And you can imagine uh, as we look at this uh, scripture, before we get into the development and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, when we look at this and we find out that as we are just the, the time that they were in, Jesus had just been resurrected uh, from the dead. Um, news had spread that Jesus had gotten up. Um, people were speculating over whether he had gotten up or he hadn't got up. There was many different reports that he had been seen or spotted at different places. Uh, so some people were saying, I know he got up because I've seen him. I've seen him at different spots. I've seen him at different places. And then uh, there were other people who said, well, I haven't seen him. And then even one of the disciples said, I won't even believe it unless I see him for myself, unless I see the nail prints in his hand, unless I'm able to thrust my hand in his I, I, I won't believe it. And, and Jesus actually showed up uh, in the room that they were in. And Jesus said, here, Phil, look at the nail prints and, and see the piercing of my side. And, and then that, that disciple said, I, I, I believe it now. And, he, and Jesus responded. He said, you believe because you see. But blessed are those who have not seen, but still believe. And I want to talk to everybody who is watching right now, who you might not have seen the change that you need to see yet. Uh, but blessed are those who believe it before you see it. Blessed are those people who are able to act and to operate in this book acts to be able to operate as if it is already there before it is manifested. If you would put in the comment sections right now and say, I believe it already ready to be able to claim, to be able to start positioning yourself, to start to be able to prepare yourself for what is to come, for the things that God has assigned for you, even though you don't see it. That's what he was saying to that disciple. He said, there's a blessing on you because you, you believe, because you saw, but how blessed, how much more Will there be a blessing on those who have not seen, but yet they still believe? I wish I could tell you the many seasons and the times in my life where I have had praise or I had advanced worship or I had an advanced act on something that had not, I had not seen, I had not attained, had not grabbed to, but there was something down inside of me that said, I believe it. I don't see it, but I believe that there is something coming. Put in the comment section and say, I already believe. I already believe. And that's what this time and this culture and this climate was about in that time there was speculation and then they were also being pressed because the people who didn't believe those people who were not followers of the way uh, were making fun in some sense and persecuting those who proclaimed that Jesus had gotten up so they were persecuting them and there was they were the people were not just persecuted as far as being in jail or imprisoned but they were persecuted from the sense that many of them lost their life uh, because they were followers of the way and there were there was all different types of pandemonium that was going on at that time and Jesus had appeared to some he didn't appear to others but he was giving little drops of instruction as he was revealing himself and as he was going a different way and as he was showing before he left he was dropping different nuggets and telling them these are the things that you need to know and these are the things I want you to be able to see and these are the things I want you to be able to be prepared for so there was a lot of different things that were going on in this time and yet in verse 4 of chapter 1 we find out and Jesus was responding and Jesus says to them while he was staying with them he ordered them in the midst of a, because you imagine 
imagine there was all this type of disease, there was all these different types of uh, going on and pandemonium and people were, were nervous about their life even though they were willing to lose their life. Now they saw that their savior had lost his life but he, he got up and, and he didn't, no one took his life, he willingly gave it. They saw the example but they were still faced with the reality that they could lose their life for professing that they were followers of him. So you can imagine that some of them um, as many of us are say I want to believe but I don't have to believe and stay in this particular area I can believe what I believe I can be a follower of the way when we talk about being the way many of them at that time were not called Christians Christians came later on they were followers of the way that's why the scripture comes and says I am the way I am the truth and I am the light so when they said I am the way the followers of the way they were saying I'm followers of the only way I'm the, I'm the follower of, of him who, who laid down his life but got up I'm the follower of that and they knew that in that profession and in that that proclamation that they were followers that there could be something that would happen to their life so many of them were basically possibly pondering the thought that I don't mind being a follower uh, but can we transition somewhere else can I go to a neighboring community can I go to a neighboring town can I move just like many of us sometimes when things are not going the way we want them to go in Kentucky or things are not going the way we want them to be in a particular neighborhood or a particular uh, friendship or a particular a thing that we're connected to the first thing we do is we want out or we want to find a different uh, different way or, or go a different location and we think that the location is going to change uh, things and I can't tell you how many times or I would tell you many times that people have said I'm moving to this particular city or I'm moving to this particular place and things are going to be better because there's more opportunity better and uh, more opportunity there and what I wanted to many times tell them but I didn't is that what is interesting is that you're moving to the new location into a better what you think is better but the only thing is that you might get there but if your mind is still here then it doesn't matter where you move because you can move but your the mind that you have here is traveling with you over there so it doesn't matter where you go because you take you wherever you go so they there were probably pondering uh, we can be believers but let us go believe somewhere else and be safe and Jesus possibly I believe because he is all-knowing I believe that Jesus responded to them and he said to them he said yeah um, uh, you 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 are considering some things but let me tell you let me remind you and let me speak to you about what you should do in verse 4 he says and while staying with them he ordered them not to depart he said I don't want you to go anywhere he says I know you're probably thinking about it I know it's probably on your mind I know you probably have family discussions about it but I want to tell you don't move yet I want you to put in the comment section for some of you who are anxious right now and you're ready to make some big moves. Don't move just yet. Uh, not that you're not going to move, but I want to tell you, don't move just yet. He says, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. He didn't say, wait for something that may come. Wait for something I'm thinking about giving to you, but I'm telling you to wait on the promise. There's a promise that's been assigned to every believer. There's a promise that's been assigned to you. There's been a promise that's been assigned to me and the promise will surely come he said I'm not telling you something that's speculative that might come with thinking about doing it according to your acts he said no 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 I'm telling you there's been a promise 
that predates your life. There is a promise. Ah, glory. There's a promise that predates your existence. There's a promise. There, there was a meeting that happened while you were formed in your mother's womb. There was a meeting. There was, there was a, co a collective a collaboration. There were three people at the meeting, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And we agreed that we got a promise that is designed just for you. Somebody put in the comment section, I got a promise. I got a promise. He said, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said you heard from from me and then verse 5 he says for John baptized the word baptized comes from the Greek word uh, baptizo uh, the baptizo is a word that means to immerse he said John immersed uh, John baptized John uh, was what well, he he did that he dipped the word baptized uh, comes from the definition or definitive word which means to dip several times uh, meaning I will dip you several times in this particular thing to make sure that you are clean he said John baptized he dipped repeatedly in water water meaning a substance meaning he baptized you in something that he thought would clean you according to what he knew to do he said he baptized you in water in substance where he could find because the dirt that was visibly on you he knew that the water could visibly take that off of you glory to the lamb he could visibly visibly see that particular outside dirt coming off of you he said but Jesus he says I'm I'm coming when you get baptized by me I'm coming to baptize you immerse you uh, by the Holy Spirit he said it's not it's not something that you can see it's not something that you can visibly see it coming towards you, attaching itself to you. He said, this Holy Spirit is going to be like the a wind that overtakes you and you don't even see it coming. <laughs> this water, you can point to that place and point to that place and say, I got baptized there. But this thing that's coming upon you, this promise that's coming upon you, you won't be able to point there and be able to point here and say, that's where it came from or that's why I got it. It's going to be like you're going to receive, before you know it, the effects of it will have changed you glory the effects of it will have done something to you and shifted you in a place and you won't be able to point to the particular spot like John did John had a particular location but this thing that I have designed for your life this promise that I have designed for you is not predicated upon a location but it's predicated upon a landing spot and it's getting ready to land on a life near you someone put in the comment section and say it's coming it's coming it's coming towards me it's coming towards me <laughs> the Holy Spirit the wind is a place it's coming and it's coming you can't you can't you won't be able to notice it but you'll know when it came and you'll know when it directed it and when it came to your life so he told them not to make any further moves in ministry until they received the promise of the Spirit he said, you don't make a move, like don't even print your business cards, don't even launch your website, don't, don't, don't do anything until you receive what was promised to you. And I, I want you, he's saying, I, I know you're thinking about it, I know that it makes sense to you, but I'm telling you, this move is not going to have me with it until you stay here until you wait for the promise to come up on I know this isn't a popular statement this is not a popular message this is not a 
popular thing that I'm getting ready to suggest to you right now, but I got to suggest it anyway. There are some things that you might be a little bit too anxious about and you might have to wait just a little bit longer. Just, just wait on it. Just wait on it. Put it in the comment section. Just wait on it. And I know that only three of you are probably going to put it in the comment section because we don't want to wait. We want things immediately. But there are some things that you might have to wait on until it's not that it's not coming. It's not that there's not something designed for you, but you might have to wait on it. He said, I want you to minister. You will be effective. I will use you, but you cannot be used until you wait on me. <laughs> You're going to have to wait on me first. The promise would be given to them without them doing anything. This is what I want you to understand. The promise was not based on a condition. <laughs> the promise was based on uh, based on what was already decided. It was not based on anything they had to do. They didn't have to be a certain way. They didn't have to dress a certain way. And that's why I made fun of that. I was just making reference to it. And I know I don't knock anybody who does it. Uh, but for those of us who do wear uh, white on Pentecost Sunday, there's no more anointing on the color or the, on the outfit than it would have been if we wore something else. But for those of us who think that the particular garment makes us more anointed or makes us more appointed uh, that there's no there's no there's no importance to that it's just something that we have come up with but there was nothing uh, that that signified just because they looked a certain way now you're your candidate for it and now you can be used because now you've cut your dreadlocks now you look anointed now because you're you have your skirt a certain length now you can be used there's no there's there's nothing in that and I'm not throwing off on those who believe that but I am saying to you right now just to, for your consideration God can use a wino faster than he can some of uh, use a whiner a wino sometimes faster than he can use some of us because we have been hindered by some of the things that we have placed on us but God is saying to them he said I want you to wait wait until you get the power it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter what you've been dressed like it doesn't matter if you combed your hair today it doesn't matter if you brush your teeth today the anointing the power the holy spirit is available to you put in the comment section that it is available to me someone told me a few days ago they said stop promoting uh bad hygiene i'm not promoting i'm just telling you that it is still available to you no matter where you are and verse six says so when they came together this is acts chapter one i'm doing a back in back I'm, I'm, I'm backing into this story verse six says so when they had come together they asked him after he had just promised the holy spirit to them they then asked him uh lord um will you at this time restore your kingdom um, I know you got a Holy Spirit and I know there's some things that are coming up on us and I know there's a promise that the Father has a design for us and I know all this stuff but but will you at this time restore your kingdom will is it time uh, for us to be in position uh, Jesus said to them he said it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed for his own authority what they were saying is we know that your kingdom is coming and we know that you have a design order of things. We want to know, is it time? Because they thought 
that Jesus' resurrection and Jesus rising up and, 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 and uh, him doing what he did, that that was going to put them in a place that now uh, they would be in a particular uh, hierarchy or now people would be able to come to them as the set leaders. And Jesus said, this is not for you to know the times or the seasons or what it is that I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do something and I have some things that I'm going to do. But this kingdom that I'm establishing is not for your own promotion. This kingdom that I'm establishing is not about what you can see. This kingdom that I'm establishing is not flesh. This kingdom that I'm establishing is not about hierarchy. This kingdom that I'm going to establish is going to be a kingdom work that's going to start within you. That's going to be something that's going to be developed inside of you. It's not something that you can just see and go to it and bow down to a particular idol or image. He said, if that's what you're looking for, he said, you've got this thing all twisted. I didn't even come for that. I didn't even come for people to bow down to me, even though they do now because God has given me a name that is above every name, that at my name every knee will bow. But I didn't come for that. I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. So if there's no servant mentality in you, then you don't know what my kingdom is all about. So verse 8, he responds. He said, don't even worry about st this stuff. What I want you to know is this. You will receive power glory when the Holy Ghost when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses don't worry about a seat in the kingdom I want to know what you're doing in the streets what are you doing are you my witnesses are you going out and are you sharing this thing he said because you're going to receive power someone put in the comment section I'm going to get some power he said you will receive power effectiveness or influence you will be able to do something when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria what he's saying is this gospel it might start with you but it won't end with you you might have received it first you might have impacted it first or you might have been influenced by it first but this thing starts with you but it's going to end somewhere else because it's going to be you spreading it and going out and being a witness and I want to know are you understanding why you have this power and why I want you to wait here the only reason I want you to wait here is because you've got a message you've got a mission you've got something you've got to do and you're not going to be able to do it effectively without my power you're not going to be able to do it effectively without without my unctioning well, you won't be able to do it effectively without me blowing on you and you need to be careful of doing anything without the power of the presence of God you got to be careful we should sing a song a long time ago and says send it on down Lord send it on down Lord let your Holy Ghost come on down we would say I can't do nothing without it meaning I don't even want to preach without it I don't want to be on a live streaming without it I don't want to sing a song without it I want to make sure that I'm going to be a witness I've got to be a witness that's sanctified if I'm going to be a witness I've got to be a witness that's got power if I'm going to be a witness I've got to be able to because if I'm going to be a witness not just in places that I'm comfortable with that means I'm going to be a witness in places that I'm uncomfortable with that means there are going to be people who are watching right now who might be agnostics. There are people that might be watching right now who might be atheists. There are people who are watching right now who might be nuns. There are people who are watching right now who might not want to be identified with anything. But that doesn't stop me from being a witness. What is a witness? It is somebody who testifies about who they know or what they know. So what I want to tell you right now, try whatever you want to try. Go wherever you want to go. Take a shower with every rock you want to 
take a shower with. But what I do know for sure is that at the end of your search, every road goes back to Jesus. Every road goes back to Calvary. Every road goes back to Calvary. Every road goes back to the blood. And once you get through searching, what I do know for sure, I'm a witness. That's what I am. I'm a witness everywhere I go. That everything I know for sure is that to the utmost, Jesus saves. To the utmost, Jesus saves. He will pick you up and he will turn you around. Hallelujah. I know for myself that Jesus saves. If there's anybody who's watching right now, put in the comment section and said, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. If Timothy Wright were here, he would say, you should be a witness for my Lord. You should be a witness for my Jesus. You should be a witness for my Lord. I don't mean to start this early, but we need more witnesses. We don't need secret agents, but we need more witnesses that don't mind standing up and testifying and say, I know for myself that I've been changed. I know for myself that he's doing something in my life. I know for myself that I'm one who got the power of the Holy Ghost down inside of my life. Somebody put in the comment section and say, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. Glory, 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 glory. So that's what he was saying. He said, you shall be. I want you to get power. But I don't want you to get power just for you to walk around and talk about how great you are. And I know some of us want me to, to rush to the language that they spoke in. <laughs> but I don't want to rush to the language. <laughs> I want to rush to the purpose of the power behind the language. It's not the language that you should be pursuing. It's the purpose of the power that is assigned to your life. So here we fast forward to Acts the second chapter and verse 1. And in verse 2 it says, And when the day of Pentecost arrived... Someone put in the comment section, say it's coming, it's coming. It says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. I'm almost through. But those of you who are saying, now what does this have to do with the title you gave it? Fill me. Well, the first thing, if I'm going to be filled, if he's going to fill me, the first thing, he's got to fill me where I am. Not where I'm going. Not where I was, not where I'm thinking about going, but he's got to feel me where I am. And where am I? The first thing you got to identify, where are you? And according to this scripture, it suggests that if you're going to be filled, you got to be in one place. What that means is you can't be all over the place in this season. And I know a lot of us right now, we have already streamed and we have church top five times already. I'm not talking about your streaming options. I'm talking about your mental options. I'm talking about your life options. You cannot be all over the place. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. God can't feel you if he can't find you. That's what happened when God was walking. The Spirit of the Lord was walking in the garden and he walked around. And he had communion with Adam because they walked and they talked every single day. And one day he walked in the garden and he could not find him. He was not where he normally was. And he said, Adam, where are you? And he didn't say anything for a while because what happens is, is when you are in the wrong spot or in the wrong place, it makes you start to feel condemned. Not that he made him feel condemned, but your consciousness sometimes will make you feel condemned because you start thinking 
about what you did. You start thinking about how you're not in this place you're supposed to be. And God responded to him. He said, where are you? And Adam said, I hid myself. I was afraid and I was naked. And God, being the loving God that he is, he responded. He said, who told you that you were naked? I never told you you were naked. When I formed you, I never clothed you. When I formed you, you were dirt. But I never told you. Glory, glory, glory. He said, I never told you you were dirt. I never told you were naked. You have to be careful of people who are always trying to tell you what you are not and telling you what you are. You need a God in your life or somebody supportive in your life who says, I knew you were broke the whole time, but I won't going to tell you that. I knew that you weren't supportive all the time, but I won't going to tell you that because I believed in what you could be, not what you were. And that's what he said. Glory, glory, glory. And that's what happened in the book of Acts when they got there. They were all in one place. It wasn't anybody down the street. It wasn't somebody in the condo. It wasn't somebody over there in another building. But everybody was together. So if he's going to feel you, he's got to find you. Somebody put in the comment section. Say, find me, Lord. Put me, put me where I need to be. Put me where I need to be. He says they were all in one place. Glory, glory, glory. And the next thing, not only they were in one place, but they were also, it says, that they were all together in one place. And it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. And not only were they in one place, but the next thing is that they were all also in one posture. <laughs> I'm not just in one place, but I'm also in one posture. What is the posture that I need to be in? The posture is, is uh, I'm open. The posture of I'm expecting. The posture is I know that that's got to be better than this. I didn't mean to preach like this today. Help me, Jesus. I didn't mean to be get to this place. But there's somebody who's watching right now who I believe you're at the right posture that you've already put down your phone. You've already put down your device. You've already told people around you, stop all that noise because I'm in a posture they were in a posture because if you're going to be filled not only do you have to be in one place but you've got to be in a posture you've got to be in a place that God can be able to use you you can't be in this posture where I want to be I'm thirsty but I don't want to open up my mouth I'm thirsty but I don't want to open up my mouth and that's some of you right now who you've been in this place where you're ready to be filled but you don't want to open up your mouth but I dare you I double dog dare you right now right wherever you are to be able to open your mouth and say I'm already ready say I'm already ready put in the comment section say I'm already ready maybe I'm doing this because it's Pentecost Sunday and the next thing and I'm almost through and verse 2 says and suddenly that came from heaven somebody say it's suddenly it's suddenly it's not going to it's not almost but suddenly the next move that God has designed for you it's going to be a sudden thing and some of you all who sometimes are skeptics and saying I've heard that before and it's going to pass you by just like it's going to pass other people by because when you're skeptics when the word of the Lord goes forth it doesn't matter he doesn't check to see what you think about it but when the word of the Lord comes forth it's our job to be in a posture of receiving put in the comment section and say I'll receive it I'll receive it it says and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind it was a sound like a mighty rushing wind a sound you hear me a sound like a mighty rushing wind it wasn't a wind but it was a sound like a mighty rushing wind what that means it was so big that I couldn't even identify it it was so much in the atmosphere that I couldn't even put my finger on it but it was a sound like a mighty rushing wind I don't know if you've ever been in a tornado before but when I was in, uh, when I remember when I was growing up, 
East Jessamine High School and we were out there outside of a particular of our school and the, the, the light, everything was fine and the, the lights, uh, the, the sun was shining then all of a sudden, like immediately, suddenly, it got dark and we didn't know why it got dark like that and all of a sudden we heard this huge sound that was like a train and somebody in the front of the bus said, everybody get down. <laughs> Everybody get down. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, our, 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 our bus started to shake. And all we heard was this. It was like this sound that was coming all around. And we heard stuff crashing. And obviously, we were in the midst of a tornado. That's what was going on. And finally, as quick as it came, was as quick as it lifted. It came suddenly. It did what it came to do. And then it left suddenly. And I want to report that was back in 1998. But I want to report there were no fatalities. Nobody lost their life. It just came to do damage to what it needed to do damage to. And the people survived and walked away. Let me tell you something. There's a sound that is coming. It is coming to disrupt some things that need to be destroyed. There's some things that need to be shifted there are some things that need to be removed and placed in another spot and it won't be able to be moved into another spot until the Holy Ghost comes somebody say I need the Holy Ghost I, I need the Holy Ghost and it will come and disrupt and it will move there will be no fatalities there will be no fatalities. Don't worry about it. I know some of you are like, well, I don't want it to die. There will be no fatalities. But there's going to be a shifting. There's going to be a changing that's going to come directly to you. So it says suddenly they came from heaven, a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Somebody put in the comment section, preach, preacher. I feel like I'm going to do it today. I think I will. It says they filled the entire house where they were sitting. And verse 33 says, and the Bible tongues uh, one version says cloven tongues and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them each one of them not just one person but each one who was in the room everybody who was in the room got filled with the Holy Ghost so if he's gonna fill me not only do I need to be in one place glory glory not only do I need to be in one place but I gotta be in one posture but next thing I gotta be filled with what I need and what is it that you need? And what is it that I need? What I need for sure is my own personal revival. I know y'all want revival that has flyers. And I know y'all want revivals that are going to go viral and stream everywhere. And flyers that, and revivals that bring the popular preachers in. But the way I was raised, when we used to have revival, I don't remember the evangelists. But I do remember my posture. <laughs> I don't remember the choir. I don't remember what we wore but I do remember my posture and what I do know for sure we used to sing this song we uh, Mar Marcus is playing today he played it earlier but we used to sing this song in the Baptist church I don't want to offend y'all who are non-denominational like we are something but what I'd want to know there was a song we used to sing we would say Lord I hear a showers of blessing thou art scattering full and free showers of thirsting souls refreshing let some drops fall on even me and what a real revival is is where everybody comes up with their hands lifted a real bible is where my heart is open a real revival means i'm not even concerned about you a real revival means i know that there are other people 
that are commenting right now under this live but I'm not even concerned about their comments I'm not even concerned about who's streaming with me but what I am concerned about is like the old deacon used to sing I need thee oh I need thee every hour not just tomorrow but every hour I'm acting right right now but by three o'clock I might be clocking I'm okay at four o'clock but by six o'clock I might tell somebody and give somebody a piece of my mind by seven o'clock I could be okay and watching and everything could be good and my mind is good but by 7 30 somebody might text me and I might want to give up I need the every hour I just don't want them while the live is going on I need them when there is no word I need them when there is no live streaming I need them when there is no preacher I need to create my own altar I need to create my own fire put in the comment section create your own fire create your own fire glory 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 divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them that's enough fire for everybody who wants it glory Woo. I baptized myself somebody put in the comment section and said there's enough fire for everybody who wants it what is fire I got five minutes and I got to get out of here what is fire fire purifies the fire purifies whatever's on you that needs to be purified he's a purifying God Bible says consuming fire he will make sure that when he overtakes you you'll look at your hands and they'll look new you'll look at your feet and they did too you'll look at the places you used to go to and you won't want to go no more you'll look at the friends that used to be your friends and they aren't even sufficient for where you trying to go when he consumes you when he purifies you he purifies motives he purifies tongues he purifies what I look at he purifies what I listen to he purifies his message because in myself I'm just an earthen vessel but he put that glory inside of an earthen vessel so that the glory would go to Jesus and not go to me somebody put in the comment section I don't want this glory I don't want this glory but I want him to purify me purify me until he gets the glory ay 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 glory so they were all filled with the Holy Ghost I gotta finish they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues so what I need him to fill me with I need him to fill me with what I need as it relates to revival to personal revival but why do I need a personal revival because he's called me to a public platform and when I go public I gotta be filled I'm getting ready to go public I'm getting ready to come out the closet and some of y'all need to come out the closet you've been hiding too long and God wants to use you God wants to do something to you he wants to do something in you but you've been hiding and letting everybody else do what he's called you to do but I got a message for you I got something that a God wants me to say to you a little skinny boy from Greenville Kentucky that was raised in Nicholsville Kentucky I came to Lexington Kentucky 40517 to give you one message lift your hands all you people lift up your hands and let the king of glory come in lift up your hands and say I'm ready to go public I'm tired of hiding the gifts he's placed in me I'm tired of acting like he hasn't called me I'm tired of acting like I'm not sanctified like I I am I'm tired of acting like he doesn't want to use me I'm tired of acting I'm tired of hiding just so you can be exalted I'm tired of pretending just so you can be okay this little light of mine 
I'm gonna let it shine. This little call of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little word of mine, I'm gonna preach it. This little Holy Ghost that I've got, I'm gonna use it. Not just to speak in another tongue, but to touch your life and to touch that life and to touch that neighborhood and to touch that state, to go into the Kentucky state, to go into the United States, to go into Nebraska, to go into whatever state I'm supposed to be in, just to be able to proclaim that God is real. Put in the comment section and say, I gotta be used. I gotta be used. I gotta be used. I gotta be used. I got one minute and 42 seconds left on this message but I feel my sanctified self rising up in the room and the last time I remember when we had a good altar call the altar call was not because people laid hands on people but it was the altar call when people came hungry it was an altar call where people said fill my cup Lord I lift it up Lord and I want somebody wherever you are stop worrying about where you are stop worrying about who's looking at you right now stop pretending like tears are not springing up in your eyes right now but I want you right now wherever you are to lift up your cup lift up your cup and say feel me feel me with a personal revival I'm postured I'm ready fill me with power power to live right power to do right power to walk right power to act right power to forgive my neighbors I need the power Holler in the room. Somebody holler if you hear your boy. Say holler. Come on, say I need that power. I need that power. Glory, 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 glory. Woo, Jesus. Woo, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody put in the comment section. I need the power. <laughs> Woo. I gotta end. I gotta end. I gotta end. I gotta end. Woo. Lord, see what y'all did to me. Glory. I want you to keep your hands lifted all over the room, wherever you are. Lift your hands on this Pentecost Sunday. Lift your hands, lift your hands on this Pentecost Sunday. And I want to tell you one more thing. One more thing I want to share with you is that God, he wanted me to tell you this. And I want to make sure I told you this. Is that he will use you publicly when you let him fill you privately. God will use you publicly when you let him fill you privately. This thing, this is only a public display of what happens privately. If there was no private feeling, this would be a public show. But because of the private time, because of my private worship, because of me privately spending time in the word, this thing you see, however animated it might be, is only a public display of what I have privately. And I want to introduce you to public, a public platform. God wants to use you. That's what this whole series was about for the last few weeks. The whole hello world thing was like, God has a platform for you to use. He has a platform that he wants you to 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 to. To, to, to maximize uh, Jonathan uh, Nelson came back out with a song that they taught many years ago he said it's time for you to manifest and to become all that God has called for you to be lift your hands lift your hands 
lift your hands. If you've not given your heart to Christ, <clears throat> I want you to repeat after me and say, Lord, I want to be used publicly, but fill me privately. I need to be filled with salvation. I believe that you died, that I might have life, and that you got up for me, that I might have victory. So I give you my heart, I give you my life, I'm ready to live for you publicly. Forgive me of my sins. I claim you as Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now for all of you who are watching, um, you weren't the one who prayed that prayer, you weren't in need of salvation, but you are in need of going public. Before you make another public statement, make sure you've been filled privately. It's debatable, um, according to some historians, even in that scripture that we often use in Acts the second chapter about them speaking in a, another tongue. Now, um, some historians say that they spoke in a language that was um, known to those who were in that particular area. Um, some want to debate and say that it was a tongue that was known and only in heaven. What I do know is that whether it was a language that was spoken in that area or whether it was a language that was heavenly, the people on the outside were impacted by what happened on the inside. There are some people that you are called to reach outside that are gonna be impacted by what you do on the inside. Develop the inside work so that God can use you for his public work. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm out of time. God bless you. I'll see you again with another word. Until then, be filled with the Holy Ghost. God bless you. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.